So I am starting to think that the intel I got about what the phone call is that we saw in the trailer, I'm starting to think it's correct. And I hate that. I don't like spoilers. And I got, I didn't validate, I didn't confirm it. I I have someone who could tell me because she knows everything that is happening in the show. Um, She could have confirmed it for me, but I specifically told her, please don't. I don't want to know. But the way they're editing it, like that last confessional bite from Heather saying that it would be such a betrayal if one of them were to have made a fake account just to DM information, et cetera. I'm starting to think, excuse them outside. I'm starting to think that, uh, that what I heard is accurate because it's feeling like they want us to really believe it was Meredith that did it. But I'm, I'm telling you guys, doesn't it not sound like a Meredith thing to do? Meredith likes an SEC filing. She likes documents, as Heather says. I can't even imagine Meredith truly believing that Angie's in the Greek mafia. If I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. And you're, it's weird that I'm like defending her. What it's sounding like is more that Jen said something like that to Monica. Because on Watch What Happens Live, Meredith explained the phone call I'm sorry, the um, conversation about the Greek mafia. And she said that Monica said, do you think she's in the Greek mafia? And Meredith was like, I don't know. I don't know her. Um, So, yeah, I kind of just don't imagine Meredith even going there. It's a really silly one, too. But it seems more like a Jen accusation because Jen was being accused of criminal activity. And it feels like she would want to be like, well, her family's in the Greek mafia. So, you know what I mean? Um, I'm happy to share the theory that I heard from someone who I'm thinking it knows for sure what it is. Um, so if you really want to, if you really want to know, you can tell me in the comments, but I feel like you guys don't understand. It sucks having something spoiled because you watch the entire show. Like I already know what it is. Like I'm fighting believing that what I heard is true, but I don't want to ruin it for you guys. You have like, Think about it. When you know the ending, it's like, okay, well, just get there already. Get to the reunion. And I don't want that. I want to really enjoy it. But, um, all right, let me know. Let me know. We'll take a poll. How about that? On my Instagram and on TikTok, I'll put up a poll. Should I tell the theory that I think is true that I heard from someone who probably found out? So, We'll we'll keep an eye out for the poll because I don't want to ruin it for everyone. I'm not kidding. Think about it. If you really did know what it was, it sucks. Anyways, let's get into this episode, shall we? Whitney walks into Monica's room. This It was almost like they both forgot because they both have kids. It's like they both forgot that they weren't talking to their kids because Whitney comes in and she's like, where's the birthday girl? And Monica comes out to do that thing you do with your kids. You're like, what did you do? And then she's like, wait, hold on. And then, and then Whitney gives her the lamest gift. She gives her a tank top that says salty AF. I'm like, thanks. What did I miss? I think I missed something. Is that like a thing? A thing between them? Like what? Lame. But Heather sets up the birthday breakfast and Mer. Okay. So Angie comes out first. They start chatting a little bit about the night before Meredith comes out and Angie goes, we're talking about last night. And I swear to God, Heather vaguely it goes, what do you think, Meredith? Because I think she knows Meredith doesn't remember anything. And I think this is her like funny way 
of busting Meredith because Meredith gives this really generic like it could kind of be about anything. She's like, well, I think they both had points that were made. And I feel that Whitney was upset because obviously she's coming from a place of being upset. And then Heather's like, I'm sorry, but Whitney told me to shut the fuck up. Meredith had to play this off, but I swear to God, she was like, what? She said that? I mean, well, look, I don't think you should talk like that. I am not going to talk like that. I don't like when other people talk like that. That's just how I believe. Okay. You don't remember. You don't remember any of it. And I love Whitney's entrance. Like the perfect timing of this, the music cues were on point. You get Whitney's entrance right when Heather goes, really, it's shocking that we're debating whether or not Whitney was being petty. Hi. And then she's like, how, how, why did you go off on me? And Whitney just apologizes for it. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. We're over it. But then Whitney in her confessional was like, I mean, I hope that she really forgives me because then I wasted an apology. What? Whitney is feeling herself. She feels like she is the shade assassin. She feels like she is the petty queen or I don't know, but she's definitely, she's got a whole persona now. We find out that Heather is a breakfast birthday master and this bitch takes it fucking serious. Okay, like when Angie put two circle balloons next to each other, two next to each other, what are you trying to make them look like balls? No, balloons. I like we I've never really noticed just how afraid of of sex or sexual references um Heather is. Like more so this episode than I've ever seen. But she's like, "Sorry, they look like balls. You can't have balls." What? They look like two balloons next to each other. So, okay. Uh, but then cue Lisa. Lisa tried to make an entrance at Monica's birthday thing, okay? She walks in, happy birthday. Wait, she's not here? <laughs> Heather's like, it, was that your plan? Was your plan to walk in when she was already seated and be like, happy birthday? And then she's, and then Lisa's like, wow, we did such a great job. I love the decorations. And Heather's like, you, and this is so their personality. Heather's the one that takes a birthday breakfast so seriously. And Lisa's the one who shows up right before it starts and takes credit for decorating. <laughs> uh, Heather, oh, I did like this. Heather points out, uh, she's like, here, you can use that balloon pump to help blow up balloons. You should know how to use it. It should come naturally to you. And Lisa goes, oh, yeah, this is how I get my jazz tickets. Mm. Cue Monica. Monica is so happy. Uh, they The food looks great, too. Like, really, really good, actually. Then Monica talks about seeing her family and talks about how Linda was talking to the family about how she's going to surprise her. Maybe I'll come down and surprise Monica and just so I can support her and be there for her. Meanwhile, Linda didn't even show up for the therapy session that she asked them to do. Linda? Linda? Listen, Linda. I'm sure Monica's mom, Linda, is going to be going on social media soon to say that she had nothing to do with her family canceling. But I'm sure Monica is right. I am sure Linda, when she found out that she really was not going to be able to come and surprise her, I don't know what she said to them, but she said something where they just shut it down. So, fuck you, Linda. 
Monica then announces that she wants all of them dressed up as pirates. And Lisa's like, I will give you hoop earrings. Okay. That's it. Heather gets a dig uh, to Whitney here. She goes, wow, Whitney's having such an effect on you. I'm really proud of you, Lisa. Okay, Heather, tone it down. Tone it down. You're like, you're poking. Don't poke because you're going to, you're going to get something. You're going to get a response. After breakfast, Monica asks to chat with Lisa on her gorgeous balcony. My God, the views. My God, the views are incredible. Monica asks Lisa to come with her to see her family. Wow. Monica then, though, tells her the story about Meredith, Meredith's Greek mafia theory. And meanwhile, they splice in Angie being unable to get up on a pool floaty. Most likely to show, like, yeah, this chick's in the mafia. Okay, not like those two things are relative, but still. Monica talks about the DMs, and this is when Lisa picks up on the pattern. She's like, yeah, Meredith and her DMs, they just happen to come up. They just happen to appear. And now she's having you do her dirty work by bringing it up on the show. I also would like to point out that the other common denominator is Jen. Jen was still around for the SEC filing thing, and... You know, flash to Meredith, though, slurring last season in the limo. I was sent some random DM about this SEC filing. That's as I could see that having been a thing Meredith did, but I also can see Jen having done that. Uh, so, and I, you know, I don't like to defend Meredith, so they get on the bus to go on their excursion. And Heather brings up her daughter and how she's living her best life. She's blonde on a beach in a sorority with a Mercedes with a mom who keeps putting money in her account. That sounds amazing. And I love that Heather is willing to brag about that. But then Monica goes, has she had sex? Now, okay, this is a twofold layered situation. I think that I understood Heather not wanting to talk about that on camera. It's like, that's definitely not my business to tell at all. But then there's also that layer of she's got that Mormon in her still. And clearly there's a lot of shame around it. And so the the panic and the the resistance of it. And she goes, am I, what am I supposed to ask her how, how her sex was? And the way Monica goes, I mean, yeah, Kris Jenner does it all the time. It works. I was like, are you really saying Kris Jenner is your barometer for... That's not a good idea. Let's not go there. But um, it was a layered moment. I really do think that a big part of it had to do with not wanting to talk about it on camera. But I did say last season, and it's proven later when Heather does talk to her daughter, that she didn't talk to her daughter about sex. Like, if you're sending your daughter off to college, I really hope you have a conversation with them about how to prevent sexual assault. Because I said, when I found out she was, her daughter was going to Santa Barbara, I was like, okay, that is literally one of the biggest party schools of all time. And there's a big Greek life situation going on there. These are just like, it's the hunting ground. It's very real. And so when she seemed so afraid of the topic with even her daughter, I was like, ooh, this is a little, a little concerning. Because there is an element of that that you do need to impart upon your kids, like your knowledge. But also... Heather probably doesn't have a lot of that. Heather probably doesn't have a ton of knowledge on the subject. So um, it was a layered little moment there that we'll 
that we'll pick back up later. The jet ski event. Heather and Meredith on the same jet ski was just the funniest. I don't know why. Just that. Just the two of them on a jet ski. Monica is driving Lisa and Whitney drives Angie. And they go to some shipwreck and they feed these fish, these pieces of bread. And I'm like, is this good for them? You know, they say you're not supposed to like do shit like that. But I guess at this point, these fish are basically like domesticated tourist attractions almost. But they get back on the bus and Monica gets the text and then runs off the bus crying. Lisa follows her. And that is when she has discovered that her mama most likely was the one who convinced her family not to film. Now, there were some accounts that uh, claimed they thought that their theory was that she totally made up her family and there was no there was never a family situation going on there. Monica posted a bunch of receipts because production was in touch with the family, went over to the house, I believe, met with them, which makes actually tons of sense. Um, So I don't know what Linda could have said. I can't wait for Linda to come out on social media and deny it completely or whatever. Um, But that is very, very sad. And she gets back on the bus and the women really rally around her. But I noticed that Heather didn't say much. Heather was just kind of leaned back and giving a weird look. And I think she's still bitter about the sex comment earlier. But I feel for Monica, man. She says, she's like, I feel unwanted everywhere I go. I'm not wanted at my in-laws. I'm not wanted by my own family. This breakdown was really hard to see. Um, And I know with the in-laws, excuse me, I know with the in-laws there's like kind of fair reason for them not not to like her very much. However, it's still hard. That's still, I still feel for, I still feel for her, as Whitney would say. The rumors and nastiness about her. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane, and I'm so excited because I need to update my winter wardrobe desperately. I love Jenny Kane. It's so California girl, like me. Their staples just make it easier to get dressed. You want to think minimalist effortless, but totally refined, you know? They have really luxurious cashmere sweaters, really iconic accessories, but they have the best elevated basics. Oh my God, and their home essentials are to die for. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code SHESPEAKS to get 15% off. Anything you buy at Jenny Kane is a smart investment. Everything is timeless. It's so well made. It's like smart dressing. In any season, but especially this season, their sweaters are the it item. Lately, I'm obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. It's the perfect wear with anything v-neck. And that cashmere half sip. Ooh, it's such a good everyday staple. They are back in must-have shades, and you can bet I'm adding both to my cart. ASAP. And also holiday gifting. Ooh, there is no better stocking stuffer than one or more of Jenny Kane's cashmere accessories from beanies and gloves to the coziest socks. Everything is so luxe and everyone will love it. 
The Brooklyn Lug Boot is a cold weather classic, and the Leather Lug Mule is my new favorite. And they have a rewards program. You can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code SHESPEAKS at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com and use code SHESPEAKS. Let getting dressed be one last thing you got to worry about. The rumors and nastiness about her? You have probably heard of the term microdosing. If you haven't, just know that everybody's doing it. No, I'm just kidding. You know that feeling after a workout or a nice long hot shower when you're relaxed and you're focused, but you're still a little energized, you're like in the zone? Well, that's what microdosing can help you get to. And you can stay there a little longer too because you're microdosing. Now, you probably know that I do enjoy weed, but there are times when I just want the relaxation or the pain or muscle tension relief or like a little mood boost, but I don't want to get high. And that's what micro dose gummies are perfect for. It's a low dose, micro dose, and you can build upon it or you can take just one and you just feel, it's kind of hard to describe. I took them all through BravoCon. I was handing them out. And they just make you feel less anxious. You do not feel stoned. And because I can't handle being really stoned in public. That is not my thing. So these these would be great if you're doing a lot of family stuff for the holidays and you just want to relax, but you don't want to get high. Boom. Microdosing, baby. There we go. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code she speaks to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code she speaks, microdose.com code she speaks for 30% off the rumors and nastiness about her Heather has set up she's a great she's doing a great job hosting she sets up a fabulous little beach picnic and Lisa of all the people prompts the messiest most treacherous game Mary fuck kill with the husbands and ex-husbands now honestly if they I think Angie says I'd kill <clears throat> Monica's ex-husband. I feel like they all should have said that. They all should have said, I'll, I'd kill your ex-husband. But instead, <laughs> instead, um, Monica kills Sean and Seth. Whitney kills Seth. And Heather picks all three for Seth. But you could tell Meredith was a little annoyed by the by the killing of Seth. But on Watch What Happens Live, she's like, it's a game. I'm okay with it. I'm like, oh, thank God. And Lisa won't say anyone she would fuck besides John Barlow because she loves, I love fucking John Barlow. Okay. Lisa asked Angie though, she's like, can we go on a walk? And I love their matching Versace bathing suit situation. They both have the exact same Versace. Um, but Lisa then tells her what, what Meredith has said about the Greek mafia Just sounds so ridiculous. And and she says it perfectly. She's like, I'd own the Greek mafia. I mean, that's kind of cool, right? And it's true. It's like, it's not like, that's such a silly accusation, which that's why I feel like it sounds like it came from Jen, because Jen would have been so desperate to like pull someone else into her mess. Like, I'm not the only criminal around here, because Monica is getting a ton of her information about these women from Jen. So, you know what I mean? 
All right, Angie goes into Monica's room to chat with Monica about it. And this is where Monica has this epiphany that Meredith was the one who told her to check her DMs and asked if she had a DM from this person. And that's where she's like, I really hope she's not just trying to, you know, set me up and let me do her dirty work. They get into pirate outfits. Okay, Heather Heather goes out in a, you know, like a Halloween costume pirate outfit and she sees Lisa and she goes, are you going to the same party as me? <laughs> Lisa stands up and she's like, I have my, you know, looking for gold chain on my waist. <laughs> okay. Monica, though, is full Katie Herring, Katie Heron from Mean Girls in this, where she comes out in like a real costume with like facial hair drawn on. The facial hair was unnecessary. She could have done all the rest. She didn't really need the facial hair. And she's so leaned into this character, Monica is, that she even posted at a Target. Like she went in full costume to a Target and made like content at a Target with this whole outfit on. So I don't know what the connection is, but she really loves this pirate theme. Really loves it. Whitney's shoes, though, were not the choice for this. I was freaking out. I'm like, get her a wheelchair or a scooter or something. Monica opens the dinner, though, because she has this in her head. Like, she has not forgotten it. She obviously is digging at this, like, Lisa, basically. for She's like, I just want to say thank you all for bringing it with the pirate stuff. You know, thank you for going with the theme. Then she, like, over-explains the theme. And it's like, yeah, we get it. It's kind of, it doesn't really matter. But then she says, since I felt sex-shamed on the bus, when was the last time everyone had sex? Now, honestly, this is the dumbest prompt because I don't need, I don't care about when married people have sex. It's almost um, accusatory. Like for married people, the answer needs to be like yesterday. But what if for married people like Angie and Sean, and even though Angie says she had a quickie with Sean, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I buy that. You guys have quote unquote been disconnected for years. And so I just feel like you're probably not in a, but you, so you said I'm saying like this is a, a weird question for both the married people and for Heather, the single person. And I feel like the reason Heather feels singled out is because they can say they had sex 40 times before they left for the trip or whatever. But if Heather says, I had sex, you know, before the trip, or it's like, well, with who? Oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. And I, again, we're getting that like Mormon shame coming up. And so the way she really feels attacked by Monica on this level, um, I kind of get it because Monica's so quick to respond. Like Meredith is like, I'm not going to answer. And Monica gets immediately mad. Whitney joins too. Uh, but Heather's like, it's not about shaming, but it's shitty that you would act like I'm trying not to talk about it when I'm just trying to live my life. I'm the only single person here. So this isn't fair. Monica's like, well, you're not, I'm not married. I'm not married. And so Heather goes, well, are you as single as me? And they're already like at a at a pretty high level of anger. But the way Monica replies, she is fucking livid. If I wanted to go fuck someone right now, I could go fuck someone right now. That's as single as it gets. You were ready for this fight, girl. You want you picked it and you got it. So mission accomplished. It was to single out Heather because Heather was the one who made you feel weird earlier in the car. And now um, you got what you wanted. Okay. Lisa tries to be like, I respect Heather's decision. And Monica starts to interrupt. And then Heather tells her to shut the fuck up. Like Whitney said to me yesterday. Okay. 
Angie goes, I want to take the heat off you guys. Um, Meredith, I want to, I want to talk to you. Why do you keep bringing me up? And first she goes, but let me wet my whistle first. And takes a sip of her wine. Let me wet my whistle. Who says that in real life? That's so, I feel like she was in the pirate theme. I'm going to wet my whistle and then I'll get into this. Um, just, just saying, you said I was in the Greek mafia. It just sounds so funny. Meredith, Meredith, obviously she denies it, but Monica's like, we talked about it. Now I was looking for that. I was like, if Monica's willing to, I thought Monica was going to stay silent at first and be like, well, I don't know, but no, it looks like she is willing. She is willing to say, we talked about this and, and, and Meredith's like, I just did, we did not. But then Monica's like, and the DMs, I heard that you owe $170,000 to the IRS, um, I also, I'm like kind of over people freaking out about tax liens that people have. It's just a bill they've got to pay and you can pay it off in installments. Like, I feel like if you don't have a regular nine to five job and you have to like, you know, who wants to report all of their money? I'm like giving myself away. I actually do report all my money because I am afraid of getting a bill from the IRS. Um, but you can pay off things in installments. Like some people think like when that's like a big smoking gun, $170,000 and like that's not. I mean, they'll pay it back or they're going to, you know, or they're paying it back. It's not like, it doesn't really mean anything that horrible. Um, Cause fuck the IRS anyway. Right. Why are we so sad about them? But then Monica talks about Meredith calling her to check the DM. She's like, you told me like, look at your DMs. And I did. And it was in there. And I don't know who this person is, but I know who everyone thinks it is. And Whitney's like, yeah, last year there was an SEC filing going around about Lisa. So it does seem like you are doing this behind the scenes. And Meredith, I'm not doing any of this. I'm living my life. I work my ass off. I don't have time for this. (laughs) Okay. I just, I think she does work for sure. But like to say that she doesn't have time for this, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Angie, Google me, bitch. I do millions of dollars in business. Okay, okay. Lisa's like, you're lying about sending this. You're sending, you're you're lying about, sorry, do that again. You're lying about this. You're sending DMs. You're done. You did it to Mary. You did it to Mary. You did it to Jen. Mm -hmm. You said, you said before Jen got arrested, she's going to have a RICO case. What's going to come out about me now? Meredith just goes, okay, Lisa. Lisa, I'm so over this. Meredith, there's nothing to be over. I didn't do anything. Lisa stops to ask Crossman for some bread. (laughs) His name was Cosmine. (laughs) Crossman, (laughs) bread. But then Lisa goes right back into it. She says to Meredith that she knows it's the same thing because she looked at Monica the same way she looked at Whitney last year. Like, oh, hey, Monica's a a vehicle to get this out there. And Meredith goes, do you guys think that I sit around and I plan all this? And Whitney, yeah, because I did it for you last year. Lisa's like, I can't be a part of this. I can't. And if one more fucking DM shows up, I will have my cybersecurity team go the distance on it. (laughs) Lisa's confessional, bitch, you've been warned. (laughs) I can't. This show is so unserious. And then this is the Heather confessional. To think that one of our friends would create a fake account to then send dirt DMs that they've dug up on another one of our friends to send to themselves is a whole betrayal. 
Okay. I, I just feel like that soundbite in particular is going to be specific. It's going to be necessary for what the big reveal is on the phone. So like I said, I'm going to put up a poll on my Instagram and on my TikTok once this episode is live and you can vote on whether or not you want me to tell you the theory that I think is what it is. I do. And again, it may not be right. It really might not be correct. Um, but it's just, it's just feeling like it is. And when it is, and if it is correct and we get to that part, I'm like, okay, well, we're kind of new. Anyway, guys, that's the end of this one. Be back tomorrow with Pia to go over Beverly Hills and we will cover a little bit of, Bi- of Miami if it's worth it. Uh, okay. I love you guys. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not bravo she speaks it all is available everywhere you get your podcasts just like this show make sure you're following me on the social medias i am she speaks bravo across all platforms thank you so much for any support you give the show even if it's just listening appreciate you love you mean it i'll see you soon seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.